Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. In a few moments, I will be signing Senate Bill 126, also known as Cullen's Law. Bill is named... um, in memory of Wayne and Kathleen's son. He was a promising college freshman from Dublin, Ohio, who died tragically, uh, senselessly, as a result of hazing. He wanted to join a fraternity at Ohio University and be part of a brotherhood. He didn't know uh, that that would cost him his life. He died on November 12, 2018, due to nitrous oxide ingestion. His family was left to mourn, but they turned their grief into something positive, and I want to thank them for doing that. Another college student, Stone Foltz of Delaware County, died tragically on March 7, 2021, as a result of hazing. At Bowling Green State University, while pledging fraternity, Stone took part in a Big Brothers night ritual and died of alcohol poisoning. In honor of Stone, the Fultz family joined the Wyatt family to raise awareness of and stop the practice of hazing by increasing the penalties through Senate Bill 126. Uh, briefly, this bill, one, expands the definition of hazing and specifies that hazing may include, and I quote, coercing another to consume alcohol or a drug of abuse, end of quote. Second, increases the penalty for hazing to a second degree misdemeanor, raising it from a fourth-degree misdemeanor to a second-degree misdemeanor. Three, expands the list of officials who are required to report hazing. Next, it widens the scope of those who can be punished for participating in or permitting hazing. A violation that results in serious harm is a third-degree felony. Next, it requires that those aware of hazing report it to authorities with penalties up to a up to a one first-degree misdemeanor for failing to do so. Requires the Ohio Department of Higher Education to implement a statewide anti-hazing plan. And requires staff and volunteers at colleges and universities to undergo training on hazing awareness and prevention. I certainly appreciate the work of Senator Kunze, Gavaron, on this very, very important piece of legislation. And I might note that this bill passed the Senate unanimously. This bill passed the House unanimously. I want to thank the Wyant, the Fultz families, for taking their grief and turning it into something very, very positive with the goal that no other families will suffer the horrible, horrible tragedy uh, that they have suffered. And I can say... From my wife, Fran, and my experience, there's nothing, nothing worse than losing a child. We simply in Ohio cannot tolerate hazing. And we're saying with this bill that we will not tolerate hazing. This is really a question of culture. And for 
decades, the culture of hazing has been accepted as something that is tolerated. This bill says that going forward, hazing in the state of Ohio is simply not tolerated. Culture, as we know, is the hardest thing to change. This culture has been around. The culture of hazing has been around for a long, long, long time. But the law can be a teacher. The law, law expresses the standards by which we expect people to live. The law expresses what is good. The law also can express what we simply do not tolerate. And this law, when I sign it in a moment, uh, will say we do not tolerate this in the state of Ohio. We can't wait to get serious about this until we lose another child, until we lose another college student. The nature of life is that we sometimes only get serious about things when there is a great, great tragedy. And so we say by, with this law today that we're not only going to get serious when there's a death, we're going to get serious and say that hazing is wrong when there's no deaths, when everyone wakes up the next morning. That still is wrong. This bill casts a pretty wide net of those who are, will be responsible for hazing. And for those individuals who participate in hazing, even when no one ultimately dies. Let me now turn to the two families that are impacted, and I'm going to ask them to come up here, the Wyant families, the Fultz families. Thank you, Governor. Governor DeWine, on behalf of my family, we want to express our most sincere thanks to you. For the past two years, you have been a staunch supporter of anti-hazing legislation in Ohio. Thanks to your support and the tireless work of Senator Stephanie Kunze and Senator Teresa Gavarone and former Representative David Greenspan and many, many other legislators, we have passed model legislation in Ohio that the rest of the country can look to in their fight to eradicate hazing. In collaboration with Prosecutor Keller Blackburn, Judd Horse and the North American Interfraternity Conference, Bruce Johnson and the Inner University Council, we have made Ohio a leader in anti-hazing reform across the country. I'd like to acknowledge Tyler Perino for the courageous testimony he provided in honor of Collins Law and sharing his horrific hazing incidents that he endured. I'd also like to thank Sherry and Corey Foltz and their family for the heartfelt testimony that they provided for Collins Law and sharing the story of the hazing death of their sweet son, Stone Foltz. I'm inspired by the incredible work you all are doing in working with the Inner University Council and the principals that will be across Ohio schools to be another critical step in eradicating hazing. I recognize that we would not have come this far had it not been for the exceptional media coverage that shed light on the dangers of hazing starting two years ago with the work of Tara Morgan and since then many other fine journalists and especially the Columbus Dispatch and their awe-inspiring team of Sheridan Hendricks, Mike Wagner, and Lucas Sullivan with their production of the Broken Pledge podcast. 
Through this, they brought to life with great clarity and vivid detail the horrors of hazing and hopes of saving another family from the tragic loss our families experienced. Most importantly, I want to thank my family, Wade, Austin, Olivia, Aiden, and Ava. The relentless support you've given me over the past two years gave me the stamina I needed to keep going. I know each of you made sacrifices so I could work on Collins Law, and yet you never once complained. You only continued to encourage me. You believed in me, and that is all I needed. A few days after Colin died, our family gathered around the kitchen table to write his obituary. The first thing my children said had to be in it was that Colin always stood up for the underdog. Colin was a protector by nature. I can think of no greater way to honor him than a law in his name designed for the sole purpose of protecting others. Colin, I know you're watching, and I hope we made you proud. Governor DeWine, thank you. Kathleen Wade, thank you. I want to extend my dearest thanks to all the presidents, everyone that's here today, Senator Kunze, Senator Gavarum. You know, I was talking to my son earlier, and I said, how do you feel being here? He said, this is crazy. It is crazy. It's only been four months. Do I want to be here? No. Obviously, I'd want my son back. But everything that the Wyants have done for this past two years has got us here, finally. It's hard. Like I said, it's only been four months. But we will continue to fight. Collins Law is a step in the right direction. But we are not done. We will continue to fight. Our fight is zero tolerance. We will prevent this from happening and having to get to the, the felony. We will do everything in our power, and I know Stone and Colin are fighting for us and there for us, and that's why we continue to do it. We made a promise to Stone on his, on his hospital bed that we would keep fighting and we would not allow this to happen again to anyone. No parent should have to go through this, any family, and we will put a stop to it. We will continue to fight. We will continue to work with the IUC, President Rogers. We will stop. When it is done, we need to eradicate hazing. This can be prevented, and we will continue to fight. Thank you. So I now will sign uh, Collins Law. Well, as you can see uh, by the number of people here, uh, what great support there is uh, for this, this law. You can also see it by the number of pins here. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll get going here. So. send a child to college there's always great apprehension and uh, there's joy I guess but also they're moving on with their life but also a great great concern so I think anyone who um, you know sends their child to college should expect that hazing is just not part of that experience and I think that's what really this bill is saying this is it's just we're just not tolerating this uh, and it's not just when someone dies. Uh, th th this, this bill reaches out and holds people responsible. And if, you know, hazing occurs and there's no permanent injury and it still is a crime. And that's the message we want to get across today. It's, it is truly a zero tolerance. Thank you all very much. 
just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.